Welcome to this week in Jacksonville Business Edition. I'm Kent Justice. This podcast focuses on economic development in the River City and really in our region. And today I'm joined by UNF President Moez Lamea. There are so many ways that the University of North Florida really contributes to and makes an impact on our local economy. I wanted to start here. This is kind of breaking news. This is the new stuff, an economic impact study by UNF. And the results are pretty spectacular. Why don't you share with yeah, us? Yeah, thank you. Thank you, Ken. Thank you for having me. It's so nice to see you. Uh, we're very proud. So we wanted to quantify um, what is really the economic impact of a great university like um, University of North Florida on a, a great region like Northeast Florida and, and great state. So we looked at the data for 2022, obviously, because 2023 right. is not over yet. And um, uh, we're, we're really just uh, thrilled to see that just for 2022, the um, economic impact of UNF was $1,375,000 uh, yeah. million. Dollars. So, uh, so $1.375 billion. billion. We're talking about B, yeah. billions. Uh, uh, that, that's the, uh, how do you define what an economic impact, or how do yeah. you measure the impact of UNF? E exactly. So uh, at a very high level, Kent, we measure it by how much are we contributing to the economy of our region and our state. So for example, we created nearly 8,000 jobs between faculty, staff, visitors, uh, builders. Yep. That's, that's a lot. Uh, we um, also um, uh, measure um, how our uh, students and graduates, how do they contribute to the economics of, uh, and the economy of our state and our region. So when you combine all of these, directly and indirectly, the number is very impressive. One, Point three yeah. seven five billion dollars. It, it is a big number. Yeah. Um, so the factors there that you just talked about, some of that is uh, talent development, workforce right. development. Absolutely. So is this, hey, all these things that we're doing in educating and preparing our students to get out into the workforce, then they have an impact. And they're, it sounds like they're not fleeing. They're not saying, great, I got my degree in Jacksonville and now I'm going to another state. Oh, absolutely, and that's something we're very proud of also, Kent, is that if you look at all um, other state universities in the state of Florida, UNF leads the pack in the percentage of students who graduate and have jobs in the state of Florida. Almost 80% wow. of our students graduate and stay here in the state and make it much better. Also, more than 60% stay in our region right here. So um, we pride ourselves at UNF to be the number one talent provider for businesses here. So we know that's good for the economic development in our region. So uh, people in the city of Jacksonville say, yeah, that's great. Why is that a priority for someone who leads a university? Why is that important? Yeah. First of all, it is a priority for our community, for our city, for our region. And, and um, the reason is very clear. When businesses want to expand here, or when we want to attract businesses who are looking Great for point. new locations, what do you think is their number one questions? Yeah. If I move there, will I have people who can work exactly. in my business? Talent. Yeah. Actually, they have three questions. Okay. Talent, talent, and talent. <laughs> Those are the three. <laughs> yeah, these are really three uh, very important questions. So that's why um, having, and, and you look at, um, throughout the country, every vibrant city 
has a vibrant public university in its backyard. And that's what UNF is for Jacksonville, for Northeast Florida. Yeah, we, we were talking before we started our interview, but it's been less than two years since yes. you came aboard and, and took the, the leadership role at UNF. But at that time, we're still in the pandemic. Absolutely. Um, and I know your background, you had been at uh, over in Tampa area. Yes. Uh, are there things that you learned there that you can plug in or that have been part of uh, your experience in this year and three months, I think you said, right? Yes, and four days and five hours. <laughs> um, of course, uh, spending um, 10 years in, in a, a great, great city and great region, Tampa Bay, I've learned a lot. First of all, I really got to understand the um, state university systems. We speak the same language. We have the same challenges. Uh, we are part of one group, the best system in the country. So that really prepared me for this job. Also, um, having a chance to interact with great businesses in the Tampa Bay prepared me to hit the ground truly listening and running here. So that's one of the things we, we have done in my um, um, early um, tenure here. So uh, in addition to just the economic impact, we wanted also to show our stakeholders internally and externally, we want to show the taxpayers and our legislators that actually UNF provides one of the best return in investment, if not the best. So we looked at what is the return investment for every dollar that the taxpayers and our legislators invest in UNF. Yeah. And the results are amazing. It, uh, I, I, I read ahead in my notes here, but yeah, what is that number? It's a $1 will give you $11. When you invest $1 UNF, UNF will give you back in impact $11. That's not 11%. Right. <laughs> That's yeah, 11 much fold. That. That's yes. much, much more. E exactly. Yeah. Um, when talking about contributing to the labor force and productivity, so one of the, the uh, big bold points of this uh, impact study, uh, I'm reading that uh, UNF contributes to the labor force productivity, the gain associated with the 2022 graduates estimated to be $56 million just for yes. that year, That's just for 2022. And, and um, uh, you know, in, in a, uh, simply put, that $56.7 million is the added value if you want. So we compare that to um, students with their UNF degree compared to if they did not have their UNF degree. Okay. The difference is $56.7 million. This is how much value in just one year we add to the labor market productivity. And remember, when these graduate, they have great salaries and they stay here, the, the, the impact is multiple. Why? First of all, of course, it's really good for the GDP and, and hemp. But also, these graduates, they buy houses, they go consume in restaurants, they, they go um, different places, and that creates a very healthy economy. It creates what we call the unstoppable Jacksonville machine. 
So, President LeMay, I, I know as we look at this, um, in order for you to have that impact on the workforce, then what you're teaching, what you're offering in terms of courses and training at UNF has to be in those areas that businesses are saying, are, that are in demand, that businesses are saying, Absolutely. I need someone. What are, what are those silos? What are those elements that you say, eh, we want to be the best at training in, is it financial technology or medicine, or what are those things? Uh, that's great. So, um, let's start by saying is, you know, our city and our region here is one of the fastest growing in the country. There is no doubt. We've been growing at a, more than 20% for the last few years. Uh, that is great, but also that is, um, makes it more important for us to produce the talent needed for that growth, right? It's very important because, as we said, that's the number one request um, for, for businesses. So um, it's not enough to have graduates, but we need graduates who can who have the necessary skills in the areas where there is high demand so that we can keep businesses here and we also um, in increase the number of businesses who are moving to our city and our region. So that's why we have been listening, working with the chamber, working with um, JAXA USA and many other organizations to really learn where are the needs. And you're absolutely right. Um, um, healthcare, nursing, huge, yeah. huge, huge gap. There's demand for the that. Demand is absolutely amazing. That's what we're strengthening. You look at with the port and expansion, supply chain and logistics, with these um, all these financial institutions coming one after the other, wanting to expand here. So fintech, cybersecurity, data is really important. Our coastal line here is um, hungry for talent to make sure that we increase the resiliency. So that's why um, marine biology and um, uh, coastal resiliency is really important for us. So not only in our vision, we want to move from 17,000 students today to 25,000 students by 2028. Okay. We want that growth to be strategic. So uh, 8,000 more students in the next five years? In the next five four years. Four years, really. Yeah, yeah. four years and, and a half, yes. How, yeah. how do you do that? And, and I think about this, and the reason I, I put it that way, uh, as a high school student looking at a college, how do I decide where I'm going to go? And, and I know that uh, sometimes it's a matter of convenience. Hey, I'm in Jacksonville, so here's my state school, and it's, it's close by or it's convenient. Absolutely. But there's got to be more of a draw there, right? How, how do you position that to bring in the great students who are going to be great employees down the road? Absolutely. So as, as you said it so nicely, Kent, uh, you cannot grow in, in four years plus um, by 8,000 students by going at it blindly. You need a very well articulated enrollment yep. plan and that's why we hired the best in the country to manage us with this throughout this growth. So this growth, yes, it will be by um, what we call FTIC or first time in college or high schoolers going to college, but also um, we're gonna strengthen our transfer populations. Students who went to a community college, state college, and wants to, after two years, yeah. transfer. So that's it. Get an AA a or get some of that experience and then, and then transfer. Yeah. Also, 
graduate. There's just a huge potential, especially in the areas that we just mentioned, where the demand is there, where actually the supply of talent is much lower than the demand. So graduate programs, out-of-state students, international students, online programs. So when you look at all of this, that's what will make that strategic growth possible. So we want to get bigger and better. How, how do you explain to someone if you, uh, you just give them, hey, here's our goal by 2028, yes. 25,000 students. Um, how do you explain why that's important? What, what is the reason for that growth or expansion? Great, great question, Kent. And uh, it's not, I always tell people, this is not um, a number that we want to, my office, close the door and say, what is a good number here? Right. 25 sounds good. No, absolutely not. So we did a lot of studies. And what we try to do is, first of all, understand the growth of our city and our region. And also understand the infrastructure, human and physical. Because um, admitting students is one side of the equation, making sure that they have all what they need, yeah. human resources, but also physical space. So they, they need housing, they absolutely. need uh, places to take classes, classrooms, yeah. all of those things. They, right? they need uh, more professors, we need more um, uh, mentors, we need more advisors, we need mental health counselors. So that's where we looked at the growth of our region and if you just look at the growth of Jacksonville and Northeast Florida, and you translate that, then there are models that will help you um, in any region take that growth and translate it to what should be the enrollment of the main university. Today, UNF should be at 30,000. If we just translate that. So 25, we're being still conservative, and we want to do it. Eventually, we're going to reach the 30,000, but we wanted that goal for 25,000. Um, it is well thought out, as I said, uh, takes into consideration the growth of the region, but the um, importance of growing our faculty and staff and also our physical infrastructure. So, and I'm curious about this. Uh, is you know when we look at healthcare in the region, we've got yes. different medical systems. Absolutely. We've got uh, teaching, uh, you know, uh, or hospitals, I should say. Uh, I know there are plans down the road, even at Mayo Clinic expanding. Yes. We see expansion all over. There's some competition there, of course. Is that the same thing in higher education? So, are, do you are you in direct competition? FSCJ is one of those places that can send students your way after two years, but they wouldn't mind having them all four. Edward Waters University, Jackson, Flagler College down in St. Augustine. Are you in competition there, or is there a way that you complement each other? Uh, absolutely teamwork. Okay. We, our community needs us to collaborate. It's really interesting. You mentioned FSCJ just this morning. I had breakfast with President John Avendano looking for ways we can both partner even more so that we can meet the growing demand in talent. We have regular meeting with my good friend Tim Koss, the president of JU. And also we, this is not, um, 
that is enough for everyone. We barely duplicate um, each other, but we're more, more additive. And even in areas where we offer similar programs because there is a need, take, uh, for yeah. example, nursing. Yeah. It's a huge need. We're not meeting that demand. So we need to collaborate even more with everyone who wants to collaborate. So um, this is one of the things that is really unique to Jacksonville and yeah. to Northeast Florida. We not just collaborate, Kent. We like each other. <laughs> we really do. That probably helps in terms it of It really helps, and we well. get along very well. We're good friends, and we're determined to put our resources together so that we can help our community be even better. Well, I wanted to kind of uh, transition into that. I know that uh, strong community partnerships is something we wanted to talk about. And I think about uh, even this last week, uh, UNF announcing this collaboration with JEA, uh, a sustainable solutions lab at UNF. Maybe explain what that is. Yes. So, um, you know, the, the collaboration and partnerships with community and with businesses is actually not an afterthought. It is when we uh, revamped our strategic plan last year, that was one of our top priorities in addition to student success, faculty and staff success, research and innovation. So community partnerships, community engagement is part of the DNA of UNF. And um, um, this is a great example. We, as you said last week, we cut the ribbon on a very innovative, creative, impactful, relevant, and timely partnership with the JEA that actually started since 2001 and we're working very hard with the JEA wonderful team to strengthen. So they, um, are financially supporting us to create this um, research lab for sustainable solutions where faculty and students, they work with partners from the industry to come up with truly sustainable uh, solutions. Let me give you an example that you really like that, um, Kent. So just this morning, when I went to go to the ribbon cutting ceremony, they made me drive a golf cart. Okay. But this is not like any other golf cart. Our students took a golf cart, cheered apart, took the battery out, and put a new infrastructure, new engine that is 100% by hydrogen. Okay. Now, now, you say, you know, what was the difference? It takes five minutes to charge. It goes as far as 120 miles and zero emission, okay. zero. All it, hydrogen, all it emits was just water, steam. That's what, imagine your students and you're working on project like this and then you go and apply for jobs or yeah. even the other way why, around. Why should I hire you? Well, let me tell you about some of the work I've done. Exactly. Including. Exactly. So we looked at other projects that were done with students, like um, effective and efficient ways you to transport hydrogen from one place to the other. Effective, efficient, very unique, innovative, creative ways you analyze the hydrogen, so you look at the concentrations to make sure that you're having the right concentration for the best combustant for your uh, engine. All of these are students and faculty with partners. I call it, uh, Kent, the WWW. 
It's not the World Wide Web. It's the win, <laughs> win, win. The biggest winners are the yeah. students because they get lifelong skills, professional skills. Win, win, win for the talent, talent, talent yeah. that people e are looking e exactly. for. Exactly. And, and the win for, for the business community because now all of a sudden they can really have that um, very distinctive talent that actually can hit the ground running. And we win as UNF because that's what we do. We want to be a resource for this community. We want businesses to stay here, expand here, and we bring more businesses. So it's yep. wins all over. Well, we, so on our show, we're just a month in on doing this that is focused, you know, our business edition focused on economic growth and development in our region. But uh, one of the topics that we tackled was uh, workforce development and how uh, there are apprenticeship programs like Absolutely. Miller Electric and Absolutely. through the, the uh, Northeast Florida Builders Association has apprenticeship yeah. programs, all of that. But this kind of lines up, okay, on the higher education side, we'll, we'll do this as well, get a robust workforce. We've also uh, done something just recently where we talked about artificial intelligence. Yes. And uh, I, I see a list here. You've had a FinTech symposium, healthcare symposium. I think that this artificial intelligence uh, conversation Absolutely. that the business association had was at UNF as well. Absolutely. That uh, seems like you've got some momentum there trying to bring people together to talk about these different ideas. Yeah. And, and this is really one of the things, again, part of our uh, strategic emphasis on community partnership and engagement. We want um, to position UNF as the thought leader, as the platform where experts will come from academia, from the industry, to debate about challenges, opportunities, create good things for our community. And, and, and um, I tell you, um, I was so proud with the level and the depth of the discussions and the conclusions were drawn and the recommendations were made after the FinTech Symposium or the Healthcare Symposium, it is so refreshing to see everybody coming together for the good of the community, how we be all be good. And, and one of the things that, um, again, related to um, talent development is very soon we will be um, announce, announcing, and so this is uh, fresh. Okay. You're breaking <laughs> it, some news right yeah, now. I'm, so, I'm right? breaking right here. <laughs> Get ready. Uh, is, is what we call is um, BizTech Academy. So let me tell you what is BizTech Academy. It is at the heart of talent development. I think one of the challenges in higher education is um, universities are big machines. They're sometimes really slow to act and, and meet the demand of the talent. And this is what led to what we call the talent crisis or the talent gap. And it's normal, you know, if you want, if, a company like FIS or Bank of America or any other institution, they want and say, we want expertise in this area. We, if we want to create a new program, two years of approval, one year to um, recruit students, four years to graduate them, that's too late. Not, not very nimble. N right. Not very nimble. We still need these four years, pro two years, four years, and six years for master's and PhD, but we have to rethink the talent. And, and at UNF, we're leaders at this. So the BizTech Academy will say, we have a company, for example, that needs certain expertise in artificial intelligence. You mentioned artificial intelligence. This is how we will proceed, and we're starting piloting this. Said, okay, give us your experts. We will give you our faculty. They will work together to design, co-design 
a certificate. Now the new generation call it badge, digital right. badge for certain courses. And we co-teach it together. So instead of waiting for seven, eight years to give you the talent, in a matter of a couple of months, few weeks, we're going to give you a wider panel of talent with the skills that you absolutely need. Now, you might say, how do you know, Moez, that these are exactly what they need? We co-designed it together. We co-designed our faculty, co-designed it with the expert from businesses. So we're sure to hit the mark there. We co-teach it together. We open it, and even at UNF, we'll open it for JU. We'll open it for Edward Water, for FSCJ, for any students, because what we really want is to serve businesses. So you see, we are yeah. rethinking talent development, and, and really UNF is a leader in this it, uh, Is that a change in uh, mentality, or the, uh, is it a paradigm shift for higher education to work that closely with business, or is it just a... Uh, accelerated way of doing it as in the past? I, I think it's really a paradigm shift. I, I, I see it a paradigm shift. We're saying we're not questioning the, the, the degrees, the bachelor, masters, and, and we still need them. We still need well-rounded. But I think where we were lagging behind, where we were not fulfilling the needs of businesses, is in that you'd call it being nimble. You're absolutely right. We have not, we, not UNF, academia in general, have not been very nimble in answering the needs. We believe with the BizTech Academy, working hand in hand, co-designing curriculum, co-offering it, opening up to a wider population, we will be able to give the talent needed in a timely manner, in numbers, quality, both. Biz Tech Academy, when does this start? We're working on it, and hopefully in a few months it will start. Okay. We're piloting it with some partners now, and we're going to um, our wonderful legislators, and hopefully they will fund it for us, this, uh, this session, because yeah. I think it's a really game-changer, not just for UNF, it's a game-changer for Jacksonville, for our region, and for our state. Yeah, and, and how fun for you, I'm sure, as the leader at UNF, to say, hey, maybe we lead the charge for the entire state. Absolutely. We show them the blueprint of Absolutely. how this is done, right? Absolutely. This is really a model to be followed by others. This is, like you said, it's almost a paradigm shift, rethinking the talent development rethinking talent development it, in the it, it's it's tough to get people to to change the way that they do things and think about things absolutely. isn't it absolutely it really is you know that's why um change is difficult it is people get used to um certain ways of doing things but um at unf we're not afraid of changing and you know what we're also not afraid of failing because if we're not failing we're not pushing very hard what i tell the team at unf Failure is an option as long as you, you fail fast and forward and you make the necessary adjustment. So now we're in that learning phase. We're piloting this with a couple of partners. It's okay to fail as long as we do it fast and we make adjustment. But I can assure you that um, this will be a game changer for, for our business community. Well, so, and so many people, uh, and I've, I've been there too, you have a fear of failure. I don't want to fail. But you learn so much oh, when you try and you fail and yeah. then you have to make an adjustment. Absolutely. I, you know, I always tell my team, Kent, failure 
is not the opposite of success. <laughs> Failure is part of success. How about that? Yeah. It really is. But we, we get worried about it, though. We, we do. Uh, we do. You know why? Because that brings uncertainty, and human beings don't like that, uncertainty. That's for sure. And that's why. But yeah. uh, when you empower uh, people to fail and say, it's okay, and actually you are critical if they're not failing because basically they're not yeah. pushing hard. All right. So I'm inspired personally. Okay, I need to do some more things where I might, <laughs> I might fail, not be so worried about uh, failing. Yeah, but, but I appreciate it. UNF President Moez Lemayam, it is uh, great to get to visit with you. Thank you for the time here. Thank you so much, Ken. Right. Thank you for having so me. So we're constantly working to bring you more interviews like this focused on economic growth in our region. So thanks for joining us for this week in Jacksonville Business Edition.